Well, this morning we hear two beautiful stories of motherhood. Very interesting contrast. So there's the story of, of Mary, her, her visitation by the angel we heard uh, a week or so ago in the gospel. But we know that Mary was very young. We think that she was probably about 14 years old uh, when that angel came to give her this good news. She was young. She was holy. She was open to God's plan. But she had another plan for her life. She was betrothed to Joseph, and the plan was that she would marry him, and they would settle down and begin a family together. Could she be the mother of God? And then contrasted, we have the story that we hear about Elizabeth, who we know was advanced in age, she had long since given up any hope that she would have a child. And yet the angel Gabriel, that same angel that appeared to Mary, appeared to Zechariah and told him of God's plan. Could she be the mother of this chosen child who would announce the Messiah? Well, both Mary and Elizabeth said yes to God's plan to plans that they didn't themselves choose, but said yes. There are no accidents or coincidences in our lives of faith. God has a plan for every one of our lives. Everyone here this morning, God has a plan for all of us for our lives. And he will send things into our lives that kind of help us to see that plan unfold and give us an opportunity to say yes. And sometimes he will allow things that come into our lives that may not feel like they're so fair or so pleasant, but those are allowed as well for some greater good. So what was it that allowed Mary and Elizabeth to say yes to God's plan? Well, it's something that we've heard about since the time we were very little in our formation training. It's something called grace. Grace is what allowed them to say yes. And we hear that in the words of the angel Gabriel when he came to Mary, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Grace is that free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God, adopted sons and daughters, partakers of the divine nature and eternal life. Grace enables us in our lives of faith to do and be what we can't do and be on our own. We can't see grace, we can't touch grace, and yet we know it's all around us and constantly at work. We are constantly receiving grace in our lives. We receive grace at every Mass. We receive grace every time we encounter a sacrament. We receive grace when we pray and when we do good works. Grace is all around us, and it's there to help us to say yes to what God is asking us to do. Mary and Elizabeth knew that their lives would not be easy. When they gave their yes, they knew that there was going to be a cross for them to carry and that life was going to change for them. 
There's a beautiful old saying you've probably heard. A mother knows. Those of you who are mothers or have been mothers here probably have heard that said before or maybe said it yourself. And I wanted to share with you this morning a story about my own son, Zach, who is now 35 years old. But when he was an infant, just a few days old, we brought him home from the hospital. And after he had been home for just a few days, he was uh, laying there sleeping. And Anne looked at him and she said, you know, something, he doesn't look right. I don't, something is wrong. And she put her hand on his forehead and she said, he, he feels a little bit warm. I think we better take him in. So we took him into the doctor and they checked his temperature. And sure enough, his temperature was elevated and he went right over to Children's Hospital. And in the space of about an hour, we had a spinal tap done and we found out that he had spinal meningitis. Now that's a pretty scary thing, but thank God for my wife who is such a good mother that she caught this early. And by the time we got him to the hospital, the infection had just started uh, to go. And so he was given medication and he was back home in a couple of days. But it's that mother's intuition, that sort of sixth sense that mothers sometimes have. There was a study done by Harvard University that is very interesting, I think, in that what happens when a child is carried in that womb for six, or for nine months rather, six months would be, would be really nice, right? Uh, for nine months, um, there's an exchange of the blood between the mother and the baby that occurs all during that time. And they found that what happens is that that mother continues to carry and hold in her body the cells of that child for the rest of her life. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So after giving birth, all those or a number of those cells are still in that mother's body and still uh, present with her. And of course, we know that there is a maternal bond that happens after a child is born. And so whether that child is a child that you carried in your womb for nine months, or whether it's a child that you adopted, or a child that has come into your care for, for some other reason, we know that that bonding happens very beautifully in that way as well. Our mother Mary is a mother who knows what we need. She knows exactly what we need. She knows our worries and our fears, our hopes and our dreams and our desires. And she always brings us to Jesus. We can go to Mary, and Mary will always take us to her son. And if we have any doubt about Mary's motherhood in our life, we can go back to the cross. As Jesus hung on the cross, he said to John, Behold your mother. And to Mary, behold your son. And in that moment, Jesus gave Mary to us as our mother. And we can always go to her for whatever we need. Well, we are uh, just a few days from Christmas. It's hard to believe uh, it's coming so quickly. And so a question for all of us this morning is, are we ready to make that journey to Bethlehem? Are we ready to pack our bags and take that trip? Are we ready to journey with Mary and Jesus as they rode on that donkey over those rough roads? And we can all imagine Mother Mary, nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey in rough terrain was probably not very pleasant. But what we learn from Mary and Joseph 
on that road is trust. They trusted in God for everything they needed, and God never disappoints. And we arrive at the manger, and as we look at this wooden manger, and probably, you know, some straw or whatever in there, and we imagine Jesus lying in that manger, we find peace and solace and hope, hope for the world. And as we look up into that beautiful night sky, we notice that star that's shining so brightly. And that reminds us of the light of Christ. That star shone so brightly that those three wise men came following that star and brought these gifts to this poor family of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we can imagine that they really needed those gifts. And finally, we can look and see the shepherds, kind of last in line. Shepherds were not very high on the social status ladder. And there they are, probably standing back a bit and looking in to see what's going on. And from those shepherds, we learn humility. Jesus always taught us to be humble. In our gospel today, we hear Elizabeth say those beautiful words to Mary, the end of the gospel story. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. It's a beautiful line for us to meditate on as we enter this week of Christmas. We prepare our hearts to receive Jesus once again as our Savior. God has given each of us, God has given each of us the grace to fulfill his plan for our lives. If we are afraid, we can look to Mary and Joseph. They were afraid too. They didn't know where they were going to end up or how this story was going to come out. But they trusted, and the Lord allayed those fears. If we have doubt, we can look to Zechariah, the husband of Elizabeth, who didn't quite believe what the angel was saying, and so they shut him up for a few months. He didn't get to talk. And if we think we don't have what it takes to live out the plan that God has for us, we can look at John the Baptist. John the Baptist was this kind of strange guy who lived in the desert and ate bugs and honey and wore a camel hair shirt. And yet he was the one who God chose to be the voice to announce the coming Messiah. My brothers and sisters, God has gifted us and continues to gift us in our lives of faith with an abundance of grace to do whatever it is he's calling us to do. What does he want to fulfill in you and in me? May God bless you. Amen.